0: Podcast. Now this guest is, is my brother from another mother. We have had many a conversation off mic and so we figured yeah. let's bring those conversations into the studio so we can share it with a wider audience. Rackstar, how are you my brother? I'm
1: good bro, it's nice to be back.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. To, you've, you've sort of seen the journey of the studio from when I first done the podcast in 2015 to where we are now.
1: The evolution. Yeah, exactly. But what's good is I think even as you get older, even as me getting older, you kind of strip things away you start simplifying your life it's a refinement yeah Yeah, yeah. and the studio represents that as well now
0: absolutely I'm liking it you know we're finding more little if you want to bring any you know bits the next time you're here just, just if you want to add any copre copre, just <laughs> let me know, but we'll throw it I in. I was admiring,
1: here. like I said, when I walked in the vinyls that you've got because yes. I've got a bunch of vinyls, I've got like a stack of like my dad's old vinyls, and I'm gonna look through yours afterwards as well. Yeah, really, really cool. You probably got some of the same ones as well.
0: They're classics, bro. When you hear them, and we're talking right, we're going straight into the geekiness of it, but back then you had your four tracks and your eight tracks, so there was no pan it 75% in the mix, it was left or right. And when you hear that back, it's really dope because you. People had to make firm decisions, and they had to they had to be proud of that decision. Of okay, I'm putting it here. But the and sound, needs to be right.
1: the sound as well. You probably know this. I mean, with your experience and your background, but the sound is just completely different yeah, on a vinyl yeah, than it is. Yeah. Like me and Sunit were in the studio one day, and um, it was like I can't remember. I think it was Shabba Rank song, uh, Mister Love Man. Oh, I've been okay. picking up loads of old vinyl, so I yeah. picked up that vinyl somewhere, and um, I had the song as the MP three, and I played it in the studio through the speakers. And I was like, listen, let's play it through the, the vinyl. exact same setup, but playing it off a of vinyl. Warmer, like, the sound was a lot more yeah. like. Soul. There it's was more soul really. to it. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But And before that, it was met- like the MP3 was like metallic. Like, yeah, I don't know, it just yeah. sounded really, really. Analog harsh.
0: versus digital, man. It's the, yeah. the age old argument. But I believe that there is something um, when it runs through circuitry and when it is running through. I mean, technology has gotten amazingly better now where it's harder and harder to distinguish. But I think because we have a reference of that sound yeah like um it's not is we don't we our reference is not just digital yeah yeah. so yeah. because we have a comparison when we hear that yeah for us we can hear a difference i think,
1: I think anyone could though really i mean having grown up with it you probably got more an affinity towards yeah, it maybe yeah but if you played that to anyone like i don't have the greatest ears when it comes to mixing and stuff like that but i could hear the difference i mean obviously I was listening for a difference yeah, as well, yeah. but it would be interesting to see, I mean, there's probably, you know, things that have been done, experiments and stuff where people have one thing and the other and you kind of, you know, compare it. Oh, 100%
0: they have, but I think a lot of it is down to um, feeling as well though. Yeah. That it, it does feel, it makes you move a different way. It's like the old school drum machines, like the Akai MPCs and stuff like that. Producers to this day are still so attached to them because they, they say it makes you move differently. Yeah. And it, the, the way it, Captures the sequence on the board, yeah. the groove. Even though it's digital, technically, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an analog board. So they say the groove, it would capture the groove differently, which is why it kind of had a better swing to it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I find that. Which you don't get in
1: music these days. But you
0: can't. It's too exact. Yeah, it's, that's digital. It has
1: digital. to be on B. has to be on the on the line, basically. <laughs> Bro,
0: have we started this podcast basically as two old men?
1: <laughs> Back in my day, in my day, we had vinyls <laughs> and we used to sit and listen uh, to it from beginning. To end. It
0: is what it is, man. Well, let's bring it forward, brother. Okay what's happening with the music man you've been you've been traveling a lot this yeah. past year and yeah. it's a is it's great to see you know releases and collaborations in india um you're doing the concerts and gigs out in New York, even european destinations yeah. what's been going on with you for the past sort of yeah twelve months
1: um i think with music it's just been um, leveling up i suppose i mean that was the kind of goal anyway to level up and to become um to build on what I've already done basically I can't keep doing what I've already done and just to not be the most successful person in a room or most successful person in any kind of um place where I am where I am basically so I've been exposed to that a lot more and I've been trying to put myself in those situations a lot more and um yeah it's just been going really, really well i can just I can see the growth as well yeah like,
0: I can see it from the outside. I mean yeah. one thing I feel you're really you're really becoming um comfortable isn't the right word, but you've really sort of mastered the art of fusing uh, English lyrics with uh, Punjabi lyrics and and the fusion of the 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 flow. And the way you deliver the Punjabi lyrics, yeah. it's seamless, and and I love that. I've been a fan of that. Just to see more development of native tongue in yeah. the music that I'm used to listening to. I mean, I still, I appreciate. it's
1: nice to hear you saying that, but it's still something that I find difficult. It's become easier the more yeah. I'm doing it, um, but yeah, it's still a process to me. It's still a, a, a learning curve. Well, I think it's
0: a different part of the art. Yeah, it's still the art form, but you are you are creating or you're learning a new. Approach a style. Yeah. You have to think about the the syllables and the words and the meanings differently. Definitely. And especially when we've grown up here, we've grown up with English as the first language. You could say, or the or the dominant language. Yeah. To to then translate your lyrics over and for it to still have the same impact and feeling, it's yeah. it's not an easy task. And I think well, you deliver that.
1: They they say that. People that speak more than one language, you are different characters or you, you have different personality traits. I believe that, bro. Depending on what language you speaking, I'm trying, right?
0: and it's really hard. I'm trying to think in Punjabi. Yeah. You know, when you speak to yourself, where you yeah. just in your own head, yeah, yeah, when, you, yeah. when you're like just having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. I hope there are people who do that, <laughs> not just me. But <laughs> I'm trying more and more to think in Punjabi and have a conversation with myself in Punjabi.
1: That's really interesting. And how are you finding it?
0: Well, at the moment, I have to consciously do it. Yeah. So it ha- it's not a natural thing. Whereas like normally, and like just just say like, I don't know, you're laying in bed or you're just, you're waking up. and It's like, okay, in your head, you're thinking, well, what have I got to do today? I've got to do this, this, and this. For me, I want to translate that to immediately, hopefully I can get to a place, yeah. that's, that's not part of my natural yeah. mindset at the moment. And I, I want it to be in that place because I want to see... What my thought process starts to look like when I am thinking Punjabi centric first, okay, and ju- just to see the difference.
1: That and because you're conscious, like with the, with with my music, I'm doing that as well. Like yeah, I'm yeah. consciously right. How can I bring a Punjabi or use Punjabi in a way that I couldn't do it in English? Mm. Or where is the is the segue where I can start saying something in Punjabi now or expressing this in Punjabi? It creates
0: different feelings, bro. It like, definitely, it, it's. Um, Because our languages are inherently so different, that your certain lyrics you put across in Punjabi, I certainly get the feels more, yeah, yeah. Then if you said the same thing, I think a lot of
1: people do. I mean, even with me, when I listen to certain artists, I'll you know, even other rappers, um, or even singers, yeah, yeah. If you hear a Punjabi song, there's just a different, different emotion that you feel. But it's interesting, I mean, for me, the, the thing about um, different personalities because it was trying to reconcile that into the artist. Like, I'm a different person when I'm speaking Punjabi. I'm a different person when I'm speaking English. And the artist is someone different as well. Mm, like, I'm, um, mm. you know, I need to try and reconcile all those kind and of do things. And you know what? It's
0: a fascinating, well, now that we're here, you know, like, it's a fascinating place to navigate yeah. because the artist is who you are all the time. It's not, it's not something you you put on. Yeah, it's yeah. part of who you are now, right? You, you are Raksha. This is part of your identity. But and then at the same time, you're now pushing that artistry and that creative boundary by navigating between something you've always known
2: yeah.
0: and, and, and something that's always been a part of you. Right? Our yeah, yeah, Punjabi yeah. identity and culture. It's always been a part of you, but now you're infusing the two and trying to create the type of relationship where... They do make sense together, yeah,
1: because otherwise it
0: can clash as well yeah
1: and it's 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 that road of discovery, yeah, like trying yeah. to figure it out, so and I 'm still on that road it 's not like I 'm like, yeah, okay, I know,
0: yeah what's the reception been like from your audience because you 've got a varied audience as well it 's not just a Punjabi um understanding slash speaking audience
1: i you know you know what it 's funny to me because i have I have people that like certain types of songs that I do, mm. and that can be. The social stuff, the politics with slight political tendency stuff. It can be the stuff, the love songs. Yeah, it can be. You know, it, I I I've, I've kind of done so much stuff that some people only like a certain type of thing that I'm doing. But generally speaking, I mean, this the new stuff with more um, more Punjabi lyrics and all that kind of stuff in it. It's become more. Um, I suppose it's more mainstream. Like mm. it is a kind of mainstream thing. Like people are more... It's reach, It's going to reach a wider audience. And also with India as a market that we've been aspiring to kind of reach and connect with, that's had the biggest impact there as well. And we've just seen the growth just from working with certain people, certain collaborations that have happened and also um, what we're doing now, how I'm expressing my creativity it's connected there more, so that's the biggest growth that we've seen, especially in the past year. And that's really
0: interesting because what has that journey looked like? Because it's such a huge, huge market, yeah, you know, or, or an audience, and and you get a country like that behind you, things can change, you know, quote unquote, overnight, yeah, because it, it, it's it's a wave of people looking get yeah, behind yeah. what you do. So how is that? What does that look like for you over the past sort of yeah six months to a year?
1: I mean. I went to India um, a couple of months ago. I've been to India in the past... Well, I've been twice in the past, like, eight eight months or so. Um, just generally, people, like, kind of recognise me and know, know... Like, not everyone. Like, it's not like I'm Shah Rukh Khan or something. you know what I mean? But generally speaking, like, in my previous experience, I've been every year or every other year before that maybe one or you know s- someone might have heard a, a collaboration or something mm. or you know they didn't really know whereas now just because of the work that i've done it's more obvious and people want to have those conversations about oh who you work with what's on you know relatives that i have you right, know okay yeah. you know this and that like they, they want to talk about that kind of stuff with me um which I don't really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Because it's like that's work, isn't it? So yeah, that's true. But then um,
0: on a, on a I don't yeah on a work related level though, in terms of an ind- from an industry standpoint and and a fan standpoint, yeah. Do you find that? And this may be an obvious answer, but do you find that the connection to what you're doing has strengthened and improved because you are speaking? In, in their primary language or in or a language familiar to them first
1: I think, over English? I think to a certain audience. Mm, okay. I mean, there's people that in India that have supported from way back in the day. You know, I remember listening, you know, telling me I, I remember listening to Keep It Undercover. Like when Keep It Undercover came out in 2005, that was released on Bobby Friction's compilation CD called Friction 2, which was massive. 2005, yeah. Cover. So people That's from then decade ago brother yeah, yeah. so people <laughs> wow. even even from then people are saying oh, I remember listening to that so there is a certain like I would say an audience who's always kind of paid attention or always kind of been there but you know every couple of years you see a wave of new people who are you know just getting into your music mm. you know people will be like oh I like your first song oh which one uh you know like which I released last year, right? Of so, course, yeah. Because for them, yeah.
0: as far as they know of your journey, that's their first yeah, that's song their, for yeah, you. That's their first entry, which is
1: really, it's really, really interesting. But the other side of it, which I've, um, it's kind of bittersweet, but it's a it's a lesson as well. And I've talked about it in a cu- in a couple of songs that are going to be on like my EP and my mixtape. Uh, sorry, my album um, is, and a lot of artists will ha- have experienced this: is people that have supported you from or that you feel have supported you, or have been um, at the forefront of um, support, they kind of... It's just a phase. And that's what happens in music as well. With a lot of artists, um, people have like a little two, three year period where they're really, really big supporters of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of move on. They just kind of start listening to other types of music or they, they still have maybe like a a romanticized view of you but they'll only remember those couple of little songs or that that little project that you did at that time when it affected them and everything that you've done after that or you know new stuff that you do is they're not really they're whatever about it basically
0: All right you just you've touched on a really deep point there man that that's actually got me thinking about this on a deeper level which is often you will listen to music or you will definitely identify with certain music depending on where you are emotionally in life at that period of time. Definitely. I think you touched on a really key point there because I get like this a lot when you listen to sort of, um, not I wouldn't call them old school rappers, but rappers when we were perhaps teenagers growing up. And because of where you were in your life, that affiliation and that affection for that style, that sound, that delivery, when you translate that, you know five years later ten years later it doesn't feel the same way and like it sounds like do you feel like but i guess it's human nature brother that i have an expectation of you because i connected to you at a certain time in my life yeah and then as but you're you're on your own journey yeah yeah and like that's and you
1: should always be that person like why don't you do songs like that anymore anymore. why don't you do this song anymore and it's like yeah i am an artist i'm i'm still i'm not that same person that was making those songs so i'm constantly evolving and that's why I said it was it's a lesson in music but it's a life lesson as well because it feels like um you know it's fickle
0: mm, mm, like, but the, but the, you know what and I used to feel that way too I, and I think we've chatted like when we have our old probably, man chats yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> talking about it back in my day but yeah. I kind of feel like we're in a place where it's actually accepting that that's the journey that yeah. we all have attachments and and it's really it's really hard to let go of that feeling of comfort that 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 you, bruv, Like whether you acknowledge this or not, keep it undercover. Set a tone for a generation of brown kids, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like it, it was the soundtrack to a lot of brown kids' lives in terms of the relatability of it.
2: Yeah,
0: that's that's deep. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the at the same time. How long can you keep it undercover for, really? Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, you, I mean, you can't still be trying to create that yeah. feeling 10 years later because you're not there. I get it. And nah, nah. technically, I'm not there. Yeah. So, so, how, it's hard it's to. It's that
1: nostalgia that you mm. have. But the thing is, I'm not I'm not bitter about it. Like, nah, I you can't. And, be. I, and I don't feel a type of way about it. I just feel like it's interesting to probably be on both sides of that. Yeah. Being that I'm, I'm an artist and I've experienced the other side of it, having people feel that way about me, I'm kind of less that way about other artists. Yeah. People that I would listen to and maybe, you know, I'll listen to their new stuff and won't connect as much. And it's just, it's just one of these things where they're on their journey, you're on your journey. So sometimes those, you know, your paths are written across and something will connect at that time. Maybe it will connect again in the future, but at that particular moment there's a fondness and a memory of that particular thing. 100%. Which will always, you'll always have that. Like there's certain albums that I listened to growing up that I will always, always like take me back to those places and I will feel a certain way about those particular artists because of that. But um, yeah, it's just a journey. People are on their different journeys and, and like I said, there's a new generation every couple of years who will connect to the new stuff.
0: Don't you think that's amazing, bro, that, like that excites me as someone who runs a clothing brand as someone who who is creating it excites me when I do come across people and this and and, and they 've never heard of woots yeah because it 's like wicked your brand new face that I can introduce you to a whole new world, and that that 's my world yeah, and I think that 's an amazing feeling that that you can put yourself in a place where um there's new eyes who, who, who for the first time are going to experience your sound yeah, yeah. your style what you have to say like that's, a, like that's why stuff is timeless that's why we can listen to a track yeah. 40 years old and it'll still make you it can still resurge it can come back because yeah, yeah. it's like if the message is there that feeling is timeless yeah. and it can always you can that's, always feel
1: it again. that's a beautiful thing because when you've got a body of work or you've got a body of content <clears throat> anyone can come to that at any time and they can discover all of that stuff um, there's an interesting about uh, interesting thing about Ed Sheeran. So after he released um, the plus album, which was his first major label release, which did amazingly well. Oh, okay. Before that, he had I think f- five EPs that he released independently, mm. which he still owned, and he still. Obviously, he could make money off those, which yeah. he released, I think, again, after he released Plus, which reached, obviously, a massive worldwide audience. But he still had this body of work. Well played. That, that he owned. clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he owned and that was still phenomenal. Yeah. And that he was able to capitalize on because of, you know, his newfound success and people that had just come to the table for that album and they can look back and see oh oh, this guy's been going for like quite a long time he's been doing a lot he's put his work in which I find really inspiring because I feel like people can do that with me as well like there's a body of work you can see the journey you can kind of discover songs that you might not have heard unless you'd have heard this new commercial one or this new project that had you know come out just now you've you've stumbled on that now look at what we did 10 years ago, or, you know, eight years ago.
0: Yeah. So when you're navigating between commercial songs and what would be the right word, uh, songs that are more meaningful to you, let's say, because okay. I, from what I know of you anyway, as an artist, I don't think you put anything out for the, for the sake of a dollar sign anyway. So how do you navigate that journey between something, you know, that is made for a wider audience versus something that is that is more maybe lyrically conscious or has a has a deeper lyrical tone that a certain audience will resonate yeah, yeah. with.
1: Um I think it's about one knowing yourself. If you know yourself and you know your own voice, which is what I had issues with like years ago. Um I had this fear of doing anything commercial because it might be seen as if um I'm compromising my voice or what I want to say. Um, That was a learning process. I was trying to figure out my own voice and know what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with. I feel like I'm still on that journey. I'm still learning that, but more so now I know who I am and I know what I want to say. I'm more comfortable expressing myself, especially through music. And once you know that, then you can place yourself in situations like someone can give you a commercial song and be like, right, what can you do on this commercial song? The old me would have said, that's a commercial song, I can't do mm, that.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Whereas the
1: new me goes, right, I know what I would talk about, I know what my voice is, what my expression would be how can I fit into this commercial sound? Like, what can I do which would be different to what someone else would do? Or what would be my story on this song? And and the other thing that I had, which kept popping up in my life before, like, I got to this place, was um, if you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same results. Yeah. And if you make underground music, you're making music for the underground mm. if you're making commercial music you're making music for a wider audience now that doesn't mean you have to become something else you can still be you and create commercial music and that was something i had to get my head around um so now what i do is i try to have a balance so um to be honest i mean it's me and my manager we talk quite a lot and he's always pushing which is it makes sense he's always saying you know we need to do a commercial song yeah, yeah, or you know how can we do a song which is um, which incorporates more elements which will make it more appealing to a wider audience which is I have no problem with that as long as I'm remaining true to myself mm, and yeah. saying things or writing lyrics and having themes through the songs which I am comfortable with and that I relate to and that represent who I am The other songs, regardless of how um, unpopular they are, not unpopular, but not as wide-reaching as the other songs, I will always do, I have to do. It's like, out of my own sanity, I think I would go nuts if I was just making music like that. So I still...
0: Then the danger is just being a job. Yeah. If you're not allowed, like, the reason you broke out to be an artist is to create. Yeah. And if, if your creativity is confined to a specific thing that you must do. Yeah. I can totally see where that would sort of suck some of the energy out yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like, well, then where's the artistry? Yeah. If I just have to do this. Like you of can yeah, of it?
1: Exactly. And it's funny that you said that because, uh, about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't worked in the studio with a producer for a while. Right. Okay. There's, I mean, it's 2017. A lot of what's done is here's a beat pro email it over. Yeah, Call, yeah. I need a 16 here. Um, you know, what's your idea? Oh, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. It's all done on email. It's all done on phone calls. So I haven't been in the studio with a producer for a long for a, for a while, actually, probably over a year, to create anyway. Sometimes you'll have the record, you'll write your verse, and you'll get in the studio and record it. Mm. Anyway, so I had a session about two weeks ago with Luke, um, a good friend of mine, who's in the Dream Warriors as well, in the band, right, producer yeah, yeah. as well. And... um I just had an idea for a song literally on the drive up. So we'd we'd said, look, let's have a session on whatever day it was. I drove up while I'm driving the car. I'm like, okay, this is a good concept for a song. I get there and Luke's like, you know, what should we work on? We already had like three records that we were working on. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, bro, I got this idea. And I get told him the concept of the idea of the song. And I goes, bro, play something emotional. (laughs) Luke's so good on the keys. He's amazing Mm, on the keys. So Luke's like playing on the keys. I'm like, that. I'm like, play that again. And then he's playing, he's playing. And he's amazing, he's playing. I'm like, bro, record that. So he's recording and he starts playing stuff. While he's recording and playing stuff, I'm recording. Uh, Sorry, I'm writing my verses. And in about four hours, we banged out the song, like everything from scratch. And I hadn't done that in such a long time. I was like, oh, (laughs) I can... I can what do that this feels like yeah, it? yeah, I can do this. I remember, and I remember now, and because it'd been such a while, I was like, "Wow, it had such a an effect on me, and it was just a reminder like, you love this, and this is mm, what you can do, yeah yeah, and yeah, it was an amazing feeling, and I've just been on that vibe. I went to see Sunit, I think maybe a couple of weeks after that, and we did the same thing, literally. I think it's scratch. so
0: important, brother, because I was watching um, Zane Lowe interview Kendrick Lamar for his latest album, Dan. Yeah,
1: I've seen that
0: one. Uh, right, so yeah. the point he makes, and I don't know if he if he set out to make a point out of it, but I think there was something special in that he said he was in the same room as Rihanna yeah. when they laid that down. It it wasn't the traditional method. You're right, it is that you just make a phone call, say, look, can you lay down your vocals? It's out of ne-
1: necessity and ease out yeah, mo- yeah. in most situations.
0: But you lose something quite critical, which is the element of creativity. Yeah, Having two heads in there, three heads in there, Especially if they are, you know, er, everyone's in their zone. Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine that booth, bruv. Rihanna, Kendrick, Lamar, André. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what's what's coming out of those minds you know in that environment?
1: Yeah, and it's it's energy as well, which I believe in a lot. Like, when you're around certain people, when you're in that environment, especially when there's other artists there, there's just there's like a different energy. Of you course. can just create. Like, yeah. sometimes sitting in a studio by yourself trying to just write a song is not the best um environment to creating art. Sometimes you need to be around, you know, you need to be around a producer who's playing stuff and like, you know, giving you melody ideas or just saying yeah. like, you know, do it like this or and you need another artist there just to You know what I mean? Sometimes it you need you that step energy. Up. Yeah. When
0: when you're around that, when you're around that sort of when everyone's at the top of their game and when everyone's going in, it's um it's contagious. Yeah. And and you feel the same way and you think, right, I need to step up my game or what can I bring to this? Because you said something really I think it was a brilliant way to look at, it. and I think this should be applied to anyone in their life. Which was, how you said, you said, how can I bring my story to this track, or yeah. well, how can I bring my story to this verse? What a great way to look at it. You know, it may not be, it may not always be, one hundred percent of what you need to do or what you want to do, whatever that is in life, whatever your field is. But you're still the individual. You're yeah. still, you're still unique in everything that you do. So, how can you bring your story to it? I think that's a wicked way to that's, look at and it, and that's
1: how I think. I like to say that to people, especially when artists are a little bit demotivated. Like no one can have your voice. There was a point where I was like listening to rappers and I was like, yo, what's the point? Like, you know, there's so many amazing rappers out there. So many amazing people. So technically gifted, like everything. And I was like, what's the point? And I can't remember what I read. I think it might've been a Paolo Coelho book or something. And it was just like no one's. No one can tell your story and no one can be your voice, and that's your strength. Like the power lies in that.
0: That's so, bro. Like I done a talk in I think it was twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen. I done a talk, and that was exactly what I mentioned. I said that you are the only version of you, brother. Mm. That's mad. Like just really think about that, and not in an egotistical way. But you are the only version. You are the only. Only you can present. Anything the way you present it People can try to imitate People can try to copy But those words will always come in front of that An imitation, a replica It was like But they will never say it was that thing Exactly what a, how empowering is that what a mad way to like if if you're in that field of creativity
1: I think not even just creativity anywhere in life like yeah, whatever yeah. you do and I think people forget that it's especially in this kind of day and age where we're constantly compared to other people we're mm, constantly mm. given um sorry put in situations where comparison is all you know I'm not as good as that or I'm not as good as this and no you that's not the point the point is you are you and you have that power you have that whatever it is whatever your gift is whatever your voice is Mm -hmm. whatever your creativity is whatever it is that you do only you can do that so you should find strength in that and power in that
0: i think that comes back to something you said before which is that um you were still developing your voice and 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 you were still becoming comfortable in your own shoes as as you evolved yeah i think Where we are right now Just as a wide Sort of society observation There is a lack of confidence In the self Mm. Therefore The comparison level Rises and rises Because Mm. then you have a We all need a benchmark right? Yeah Then when the benchmark Becomes the primary That you just look outwards to But I'm not like this person Or I want to be like that person You don't develop a sense of self Yeah And so then Then you become reliant on that And the problem is if you're not developing you, you're never going to reach them yeah, or be on a level playing field. So, so it's this weird cycle.
1: What do you of, think is, why do you think is it, that is the case? Do you think, I mean, it's easy to blame social media. <laughs> nah, <you know laughs> social media is such a great <laughs> scapegoat, isn't uh, yeah, it? I, 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 but what I think, do you think it is?
0: I think society has evolved that way, bro. I, yeah. I think, I, think um, I said this in another podcast as well, that comfort is the death of revolution. Yeah. You become comfortable. You're not compelled to push, to grow, to challenge. We are incredibly comfortable. It is a luxury. The fact that we can even sit where we are sitting now, we have no threat of a potential bomb being thrown, you know, from the sky. I don't know, bro. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Minus the crazy administrations that are in power now. But for the most part, if you're in the Western world You're safe. We're safe. And so that comfort, you just It breeds
1: complacency. It
0: breeds complacency and it creates an environment where we've become accustomed to having things done for us. So now when you have to become your own voice, if you haven't developed a sense of what that even means, if you haven't developed a sense of originality or it's not encouraged per se, because what is encouraged through social media is replication. Yeah, Look like this, get this look, get that pout, get that makeup style, get that fashion sense, whatever it is, but it's get something else. Yeah, And when that's the, Dominant narrative Which is what I feel like Social media has uh, Amplified Then Then for the next generation I would say this Because I, I think I, I'm so grateful For the sort of Era I've grown up in So mm. I've I My background is from an era of Seeing immense originality I was listening to I think it was like T.I. Um, Snoop They had some heavy hitter rappers mm. And it was really interesting To hear their perspective on there's nothing wrong with the rap industry where it is right now. But the but the individualism is very hard to find. Yeah. Whereas back then, there was... Uh, and maybe because it was less saturated. Who knows? I don't, I don't have an answer for that. But back then, you had... Um, you knew a Snoop Snoop had a sound. Yeah. Tupac had a sound. Everyone TI was, had a yeah, sound. Everyone, everyone, had everyone had their was, own t- there was a sound yeah. to people and and you you knew that sound and attached it to them. Mm. Whereas now I I'm, I'm I'm not really in the industry scene so I can't say this but I don't know the difference between a Quavos and a, and a Quaver <laughs> and, and everything else that, I mean, but then you brother, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. there isn't that same level of um But people are,
1: people are encouraged to make Oh, um, like this song's a hit song, yeah. which is yeah. what they did back in the day as well. It's true. This is a hit song. Make that. Make a song like that. Yeah. And it's like I think the, no. Make a. Make your song. Make your song.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing is, again, it's a comfort thing, right? So, especially if we're talking music industry specific, those budgets are gone where they would invest and spend the time in an artist to grow and develop their sound. Yeah. Now it's we've got zero, next to zero budget. What's commercially successful? How do we replicate that yeah. with this new person?
1: I think, I think it's in, in a lot of creative industries. The creative people are not in charge mm-hmm. because we don't have... I the don't accountants,
0: know. bruv. Yeah. The accountants started running the, things a while back. The, 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 pe- <laughs> the
1: people who aren't creative are in charge. So they... Just see something that's successful, and I like, and it's the same with films with loads of stuff Mm. like, you know, oh, this is successful, make something like that. Yeah, superhero films are successful. Yeah, make a superhero. They're non stop.
0: So, let me ask you about that because that's that's an interesting. I was having this conversation (coughs) with um, the man behind the camera, Narvee, that I think sometimes trying to do everything can be really difficult as well. So, you have a manager, and your manager has a specific role. And for the most part, it is to make sure you stay paid and employed, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're not doing this just for the love of it. You yeah. want to eat, you want to pay your bills, you want you to yeah. look after your family. Hmm. So how do you find that balance of, of knowing when to trust your artistic creativity, but at the same time having to trust your team hmm. of people around you and being like, okay, you know what, that is the right call. I'll, t- I'll, I'll listen to what you're saying and take that route.
1: I, you never know okay okay like literally ah, ah, ah. like literally every every song that we've ever released has been a risk right even to this day like we're not like oh this is the formula like let's just no, do this yeah, that like, was true. yeah exactly be if you could story, do that you yeah. could print money but <laughs> literally every song is a risk it's like right this is this is what and and i've learned this more i i, I think i might have mentioned it in the other podcast that we did but just studying my own stuff mm. And studying, just becoming a student again, like proper, proper student of music, of commercial music, of um, what is successful in this country abroad, within um, Asian music as well. Mm. Just like looking at what people connect with, what makes sense and what is successful and just learning those lessons and applying it and making um, decisions which are um, thought out like well kind of thought out right this worked in the past what 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 was it about that that connected okay cool right can I still do that yes can I bring the 2016-17 version of me to this situation yes
0: so let me is is that a is that something you think about a lot as well or do you do you leave that to the your I think but
1: I mean team? me like Cal is my manager there's it's just us two, basically. Right. And most stuff you see, is just us two. Yeah. Like, we're having... We speak so many times a day, um, constantly in contact with each other. You know, we, we literally are always talking about everything that's the clothing that's the the shows the the, the singles the album the EP, like everything like and it's it's just uh, like literally just us having a conversation with each other and trying to figure it out and neither of us are like you know that's you know that's it like this is gonna work this mm. is gonna blah, blah blah like we know it's a it's a process and it's a it's learning from these things that we've done in the past and bringing that excuse me bringing that knowledge to what we do in the future so every but every song is a risk like yeah. I, I think people don't understand that 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 side of things like every song is a risk like we're putting time money and investment in something and then letting it go and yeah let's see and, if it and works hoping that it's received yeah. the way you want it to be received yeah
0: so i mean would you want to do what he does Nah, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Nah, I can't. <laughs> like well, nah, I, I'm so think, I'm so
1: happy like there's certain things that he deals with that and we have conversations sometimes yeah. he's, and he tells me like bro da, 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 whatever whatever and I'm like bro I'm, I'm glad you're dealing with yeah. that cuz I I I don't have the like I'm I've become so comfortable being a creative person mm. that I like to focus on that as well, and there's, there is a business. I am a businessman as well. Like I, I do like you know take an active interest in the business side of things, but the nitty gritty, the the speaking to people and sorting out you know the the, the minutia of, of 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 things like micromanaging things, I, I can't deal with that stuff.
0: I think that's a that's an important distinction to make because if you can get to yourself, anybody starting out. Let's face it, the world is on your shoulders. You're not getting out of that. You're you're the person who who writes it, who who produces it, who mixes it, who advertises it. Yeah, exactly. And I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that part is important. Yeah. Because if you've been there, you know the process. Mm. And it's good to know the process because it gives you a wider understanding of the whole game and not just the creative part or your your role in this journey. But at the same time, being able to grow and develop yourself into the part where you just get to concentrate on your strengths mm. effectively. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you don't want to be the person who's having to negotiate your own rate for an event or something. It's like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like you just want to create. Yeah, yeah. And I think having that balance and trust, I think that's a hard part as a creative. I, I definitely took it took me a while to, to open up the doors, so to speak and allow others in to, to manage or handle certain parts. Cause yeah. you have such an attachment and affection for what you're doing. Yeah. And, and no matter what it is, in your mind or in my mind, at least, no one can do it the way I see it. Yeah, no one's gonna give it the the feel or the 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 energy that I'm gonna give it. Mm. it makes sense because it's coming from me. But life can, is not about isolation. You can't you, do it on your you own. You can't
1: be. There's a brilliant Talib Kweli lyric that I love from Eardrum, the intro of his album, and he says. And you can apply this to anything, but he says, I try to put it in the same rhyme, but realize you can't be everything to everyone at the same time. Mm. Mm. And you can't do everything at the same time. I I apply that a lot to my music because people, sometimes people have an expectation of what they want from me and what they expect from me. But I can't, I can't be that. I can't be, and I can't be everything to everyone. Like I have to kind of find my comfort, what I'm comfortable with and just express that. And maybe you'll like the next song. Maybe you'll like, you know, one after that. You might, you don't have to like everything, but I think it's important to, yeah, I mean, not, you can't do everything. You can't brother. Like it's I, impossible
0: I to take on the task. Um, at first you don't have a choice.
1: Yeah. But you where, have to, out, of necessi- necessity. Yeah, out of
0: necessity, you have to. And I think that like, I, I would tell anyone who wants to get into anything in, in the creative arts or any passion they want to pursue At first, do it all because you need to see how the whole cycle works. Because otherwise, you'll never be able to appreciate the mindset of what needs to happen at stage two or stage four. And can
1: you imagine if you didn't, you were managed from day one? Yeah. And God forbid that something happened and you were just left.
0: Yeah. And then what? Then what would you do? Then you you left to fend for yourself without having any experience. You would have
1: no idea how the processes work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's another side of looking at it. But definitely, I think. having people that you trust, having uh, surrounding yourself with people who share the same vision and have the same goals as you, you know. Uh, the other thing is, um, like, being an artist, you have to find people who sometimes they're happy to play the background.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: There's a lot of people who, especially in this day and age, like, everyone wants to be famous, and they see the glitz and glamour, but they don't necessarily see the hard work that goes on behind yeah. the scenes and
0: in the nicest way this is not to cause offense to anyone brother history has taught us one thing not everyone is built to be number one yeah that's the truth yeah not yeah. every and, and 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 no one no no number one has ever truly succeeded and had a long reign without numbers two, three, four, five, six holding it down yeah. around them
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: you know it, yeah. it isn't this isolated um it's thing. easy i
1: mean it's easy to look you'll 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 look from the outside <laughs> and you'll be <laughs> like oh that guy's an amazing actor that guy's an amazing musician that guy's this that guy's that 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 girl's an amazing this and that but whenever they win awards <laughs> they're thanking yeah, all those yeah. people that have literally you know created that so yeah it does take it's 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 not just one person It's a formula right it's, yeah. there's
0: ingredients involved it's not just one thing that creates it. it's it's a mixture of bringing everything together and I think again that is the um that is the behind the curtain of social media cuz they're so um your Instagram whatever someone's it is. taking the photos yeah just yeah, know that. yeah someone's taking the photos they're <laughs> not all really selfies really the end pro- yeah really seeing the end product and assuming rah, that's it yeah. but what got it to that stage what that's always fascinated me as well mm. i've always been really interested in the process and sometimes to an unhealthy habit like when i first saw lord of the rings i went a bit too deep like like it just it just it got a bit unhealthy like i'm reading the hobbit i'm reading oh, um wow I'm reading, uh, well, I forgot what they call called, The Silmarillion, which is the original whole story before Lord of the Rings and everything. It sets oh, the tone yeah. for this world. And then I'm reading like Tales of Numenor. I, like, I, even though it's make-believe, you know, this is this is one man's creative vision. Yeah, yeah. I get fascinated with the journey that that leads everything to where it is now. Mm-hmm. I've always had this like really deep interest in what got us to that point or what got anything there yeah. as opposed to... This is just the way it is. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like
0: sometimes I'm okay with that as well, but at other times if it's really piqued my interest or it resonates with with my sense of who I am, mm. then I find myself really wanting to sort of peel the layers and be "What like, was
1: it? What, what did you did you learn anything from doing all that research into you know that?" I think it
0: just relates to um, a sikhi and the journey, the the journey of the gurus, the journey of righteousness, morality battles. Um, uh, loss oh, wow. all this stuff that that is so relatable in in, a, in this novel or in this fantasy world that's built up around these same ideas I mean it's, it's, these are the age old stories of man right mm. good versus wrong righteous uh, having to make questionable decisions and the consequences of these things that's life bro Hero, like hero's the, journey who yeah, was that again hero's journey um,
1: the guy I can't remember oh ah. Um, oh. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Is it a writer or? It's a
1: writer. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who inspired um, George Lucas to write uh, Star Wars. But
0: oh, okay, okay.
1: What's his name? James something. Oh man. James Cameron? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's the only James I know. No, no, James no, no, Brown? No no no. <laughs> no. no, 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 Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, was, yeah. I was, I was, I was listening to something earlier about okay. it. But basically, every story is the hero's journey. Yeah. Basically,
0: and, and I think it translate. And the problem now is for, with a lot of, and I think that's why a lot of. Um, uh, superhero movies sort of have different. I remember Joseph Campbell. Oh, okay, okay. Joseph Campbell. So, but I think that's where a lot of these superhero movies may have some of their failings, which is inherently, you know, they're going to come out of it on the winning side at the end of it, mm. and that's why for me the Dark Knight was so deep as as a movie because you didn't know, you yeah. as, you assumed yeah Batman's going to make it, but it's like especially. Um, uh, yeah, the Dark Knight um, with with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. You don't know the level of anarchy. You don't know where that's going to get pushed to. Whether you know everyone is going to make it. Whether it, everyone is going to survive. And, and that's so much truer to real life that yeah. the variables that exist, brother. That's life. And 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 sometimes you need to step out of this make believe world of um. If I work really hard, then I'm going to get this, this, and this because mm. that's that's what should happen. Not anymore, man. Nah. Like, like that 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 model of life, that model of work hard and you'll you receive your 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 what's owed to you. I think is only part of the story now. Working hard is the bare minimum, yeah. to entry now. But
1: then, if people, I mean, there's that there's that meme in it. If um, if uh, working hard um, equaled your monetary gain or success or whatever, then I think it was African women would be the richest women in the wow, world. Okay, yeah. Like you know, even Indian women, like uh, you know, our our ancestors, people that you know still live, uh, you know, below poverty lines. They they work extremely hard just work. to get water. Yeah, do you know what true. I mean? That's like, so, yeah. I think working hard is it's just a you just have to do that that's just a given it, now. Yeah, it,
0: it it's part of it. You yeah. have to accept it as it's just something. It's part of the game. Mm. If you want to play this game, you got to accept that working hard is part of this game
1: yeah well working smart as well yeah 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 working smart is really important i think that was a lesson that i've learned quite recently um yeah just being cl- just like le- i think learning I th- people kind of reach success or, or experience success and they get to a a level of complacency which always kind of leads to your downfall anyway but they stop learning they feel like they've clocked the game mm. they've mastered it they know how it works but the game is constantly evolving whatever whatever it is it's constantly evolving and you have to evolve with it you have to constantly be in a state of learning to to be able to mold yourself around the changes that are made like as soon as you real as soon as you think right that's it i've made it mm. <laughs> or that's it i've i've done this look at any any fall from grace that you can you can you can look through history it's when the person's thought that okay this is it now comfort yeah there you go
0: so bringing it back to the album what what goes into your decision making process of um what's going to stay what's going to maybe be on the back burner what's going to be for part 2 or what's just straight up disregarded and you don't feel like it's 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 the right pick for for the album um,
1: I think it's the overall theme. I mean, for the album, I don't want to say too much for the album because...
0: Um, <laughs> basically,
1: I mean, the the EP is um, six songs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, I think it's going to be coming first. Every, basically, everything's in the works at the moment. The six songs for the EP have been done. They're just... I told you this before yeah. off, off camera but I'm just waiting for the mixes and the masters to come back for those songs and then we can start shooting the videos which will actually we'll probably start shooting the videos very soon anyway that's probably going to be first and the concept of that I, I can give you all that information anyway that that I mean that project's called Glass Ceiling mm, okay. and the I, idea I had the concept of Glass Ceiling was um, breaking through the glass ceiling to a different like leveling up basically and um, To break through that, you know that layer, I have to do things that I haven't done before. I have to create music which I haven't made before, and I have to reach audiences that may not have heard of me before. Okay. So that's the concept of that EP to do that and still retain who I am. So I mean, that's the concept for the for the EP, and then the album is something completely different. Well, just
0: just on the EP there. Okay. Did the name. Did the name come first, and then the the songs that would contribute to that name, or were you just working on material?
1: Well i i've been I've been making an album for about five years. Fair enough. <laughs> like my my the, my first idea for for an album was it was it was called Faith and Patience, and I actually had an idea for a mixtape called Faith and Patience probably over ten years ago. When I was in um, college and uni, I used to make mixtapes every year, and um, yeah, the idea for the next one. So I made like four or five mixtapes and the idea for the next one was to be called Faith and Patience. And then I met Sunit and things started like picking up music wise. And I was like, then we did our EP, Fulfilling Ambition. And um, I was like, right, I'm going to make, when I do my own solo album, it's going to be called Faith and Patience. Carried on that name. I mean, Sunit worked on some songs for Faith and Patience and some of them have done and some of them have been used for other projects and stuff. But it just felt like it wasn't the right time for that album okay um I felt like it would have been lost one it would have either gone over people's heads mm. or two it would have just come out and it wouldn't have had the impact that I wanted it to have and simply because of the content that's on there and it was just very intricate and I just thought it's going to be wasted like I don't want to I don't want to be in a position where I put out Something which I think is going to be maybe one of the best things that I ever do, and I haven't reached a level of success where I know it will reach an audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's something you do have to think about because uh, timing is so important. Of course, timing is such a critical thing because on one side of the argument, um, you'll you'll hear the idea of uh, first to market. Mm. You know, you you want to be the first It doesn't have to be completely polished and everything But you want to be first Because if you're anything after that Then it's just going to be like Oh, that sounds like that That looks like that Or that drives like that Yeah. But at the same time When you're creating something that is a vision of Something you believe in and you understand You are conscious of wanting to pick the right time yeah. To deliver that message or, or, or produce that sound for your given audience Of course So what do you... So those songs, How do you navigate that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, th-
1: so those songs that we did for Faith and Patience, I've listened to some of them. And they still sound, you know, they they're, they sound timeless, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of on the back burner. That's been on the back burner for a while. Then my idea was to do an album called Glass Ceiling. And um, the way the industry is, people want singles. Right. Labels want singles and people want singles. Yeah. So I mean, slowly, slowly, this, the songs that were going to be on Glass Ceiling just became singles and singles, and they just got—they've just been released. So obviously, that concept of Glass Ceiling was still there, and um, yeah. I, so I mean, to answer the question, basically, the name came first. Yeah. So Glass Ceiling—the name was there, and then for the EP now, those are all new songs. So the the idea was still there for that for that project to be called that and to have that impact and to have that result but those songs, basically new songs, became songs that were going to be part of that project.
0: Because your EP and your album, I mean, both of them, and this was something that was kind of new to me in the sense that I hadn't thought about it in that way until I watched the interview with um, Kendrick Lamar with uh, uh, and Zayn Zaylo, Lowe. Zayn yeah. But um, how he had named it in a way that it tells a story as well, just the track listing yep. in itself tells a story as well as the lyrics within each of those songs. Yep. And that really got me thinking that, like you have the ability to take the listener on on an experience of you. Yeah. It's an experience of your journey yeah. that you hope will be relatable to the people you're you're um, pushing that message out to, and that's fascinating for me because I think that's so powerful that that you can you're carving your own piece of history.
1: Mm. And like, I never looked at it that way.
0: It's deep, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. It really made me. Uh, it made me very grateful because like you're getting an insight to something that that lasts forever. Yeah. And that 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 really sunk in for me when having worked on the documentary I was telling you about um, yeah. Sick Musical Heritage, The Untold Story, that now that this thing has been created, unless somehow digital technology w- wipes out and we get Armageddon, it's there forever. Mm. When I'm dust and I, I'm merely particles and I move on to the next whatever journey that is, this thing still exists. Yeah, yeah. And this thing still has the ability to influence, impact uh, excite someone's life, mm-hmm. and 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 change perhaps, or influence their vision of the world through the things you say.
1: People don't really think that way either. Yeah. Like I, I when you, <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, it's fascinating <laughs> because we <laughs> <you, laughs> look at life too deeply. It's people fa- are like, I just like the bass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I mean to think of art that way as well is is very very true. Like, but when you're creating it. You're not thinking of that. No, no, no. I mean, I I, I have a, there's a thing that I have, which is, I just want to get it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to get it out. Like, I'm
1: really, really impatient. When I love, like, you don't know how hard it's been for me to have these songs and not release them, not have, not know when I'm going to release them. Yeah. Like, people on my Snapchat, I'm constantly, like, you know, every couple of weeks, I'll just post up, like, a (laughs) 10-second snippet of a song because... I just want, like, I, I want, I want it out, basically. Yeah, yeah. I can't sit on it. For me, it's like, well, I think you've crucial. definitely
0: locked the patience part of the the yeah. album. If, the, if that is still going to be the name of the new album, yeah. you've definitely locked the patience part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I
1: think um, so. I mean, that's the that's the that's the concept for the EP, and then the album is something completely different. That's that's I'd say I'd say the EP is is I don't know. I say the EP is maybe my mind. Mm. and then my heart and soul is the album.
0: And do you do you have a set number of track listings in mind or is it again uh, it comes down to feeling and what you feel for, makes it on for that, those both both of those, both, those projects. Yeah.
1: Um I think it just we just kind of got songs done. Yeah, cuz I
0: know EPs generally tend to set yeah. sort of 4 to 6 tracks anyway It's Kind yeah. of what an EP's for is a taster.
1: I mean we we just I think we just kind of got the songs done. There were some songs that one or two I think that maybe got taken off and then it was just just making a concise body of work the the EP that would have the impact that we want it to have so everything has to kind of hit so that was the goal of the EP with the album I've got an idea of I think I want 10 songs 10 to 12 songs and yeah I mean I'd say maybe nine of them are done and then I've got ideas for another three songs but I think I'll I'll probably whittle it down maybe. Once they're all done, I'll mm. kind of decide what kind of fits in. Because you have to look at the body of work as well. Like sometimes one song won't fit in with the rest of yeah, the songs. Or the a concept won't 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 gel with the rest of the project. So... Um,
0: Would you want to get that all out this year?
1: That's the plan, bro. Okay, okay. We're We're <laughs> that's kid. the plan. But in my head, it's done. It's been yeah, done yeah, for yeah. ages. The album is still kind of ongoing. But, I mean, it should it should all be written and recorded within the next month or so. And that just leaves the long process of the after that.
0: So I know, especially now that we've been talking about writing a lot and and this sort of idea, I know you enjoy writing, not just for music. And do you find that writing in other fields, be it for film or be it for other projects, um, does that add to the creativity of you going back to your music or is that more of an outlet for you or just another avenue where you're allowed to express your creativity?
1: I'd say, yeah. I mean, just expressing my voice and creativity in a different avenue. Because um, I've done... <clears throat> there's things that I've done that people... I don't, I'm not really going to talk about on the podcast, but people wouldn't necessarily think that I've done. Um, and to me, it's just an exercise. Like, it's it's like taking... You know, I don't know, some, someone who paints and saying, you know, paint this in a church or paint this in, you know, do try graffiti or do, you know right, what I mean? Right, like putting, yeah. putting someone who has a skill and just putting it in a different um, environment. So I've been, I've done different, different things, um, which have been really, really rewarding. And I've surprised myself in sometimes, yeah. like I've done stuff for some adverts um which I won't talk about too much. I'll tell you off, tell you off camera. <laughs> okay, okay, fair um, enough. There was the the BBC thing that I did. Yeah. Um, the um, Asian network, um, I didn't think, which we spoke about um, before I got involved with that. Um, that was a really interesting process. Well, let's, let's get into that. Yeah. So
0: what was the, you know, for... Uh, has that come out? I can't... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's been out. It was on... I think it was on, like, BBC One and stuff. Like, they did play it quite a bit. Yeah. Especially when they had the Asian Network show, Asian Network Live, a couple of months ago. So... They were okay, pushing it a lot. For,
0: for, for the audience who may not have seen it or haven't heard of the project, what, what was the premise behind it?
1: So, um, for people that aren't in England, there's a BBC Asian Network. is a radio station that plays predominantly South Asian, Asian music, Um Bollywood Bhangra you know the fusion kind of stuff uh they've always supported my stuff as well um and they wanted to have an ident um which just t- represented the station and what they stand for mm. and what what their what their goals are and that kind of thing basically just to what does it mean to be kind of british asian that was the kind of um briefer, brief so I was brought on board uh, for the project um, just to write something like a spoken word piece. And for me, it's really funny. I listen to Bill Burr's podcast and he always has oh, okay. this. And where he goes, for me, for me. Like people always say <laughs> for me. So, but anyway, uh, for me, uh, I just wanted to represent. I mean, it's interesting that we talk about identity and uh, we've spoken about it as well. Many a time, yeah. And um, I'm still not sure where I stand on that. For me, I'm still, I'm still reading. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure that out in myself. For the Asian Network project, I wanted to be the opposite of what we're represented as in mainstream culture, Mm, okay, which is either in the in the least embarrassing and in the most dangerous and extremists. Mm. Mm. so my goal was to be respectful of our our culture of our journey here not only our journey but our parents journeys that have have come here and created this life for us and just be a response to all the crap that we get shown who we are and you know i've i've had a lot of experiences and interactions with people who have no interaction or asian people in their lives whatsoever and it's amazing how ignorant they are of who we are yeah
0: or you get the people whose only reference of who we are is bloody goodness gracious me
1: yes or something else completely embarrassing not i mean goodness gracious me was an interesting show there was a lot of that that I thought was quite funny in that. Yeah, show. yeah, it
0: had definitely had uh, massive comedic value. Yeah, but it also set the tone that it, it set the tone of that's what the entire. Culture is like
1: that's the thing you don't get a a broad spectrum of everyone. Not everyone is a buffoon. We've got intellectuals, got very and because you're not shown the wide variety of our people who are. We're just people. We're human beings. Exactly. We're just like the representations that you have of English people. Not every English person is Mister Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, my thing was more of a a reaction against that kind of stuff. So, yeah, as I was saying, the the interactions that I have with people is is, I've had so many funny things that people have said to me, you know. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Thanks. Oh, so where are you from? Oh, I'm from Luton. No, no, where are you from? Where are you from? Where where are your parents from? Oh, they're from Punjab, which is in India. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Indian food.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean yeah. it's probably
1: in some next comedy um, video or something that you've probably seen on YouTube uh, but yeah. I mean when you have these experiences you're just like so and it's a um, constant experience yeah. it's not a one off encounter. So I mean my 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 thing was to be to be positive to be empowering that mm. was one of the things i yeah. wanted it to be empowering i didn't want people to be i didn't want asian people and when you look at talking about asian people you're not just talking about punjabis you're talking about the whole plethora of of like more well, south asian we south would say asian, yeah. in, in in other places but i wanted it to be representative i mean i wanted everyone to be proud of it and it to be empowering i had a twitter interaction with someone when it was first aired and they said um tip, it was typical it was, I think it was an Asian person. Yeah. They said it was a typical kind of representation or it was nothing new, basically. Mm. And um, there's a line. Well, there's two lines that I wanted to talk about on the thing. One is, um, um, you know, I can't even remember the thing, but there's a line where I say, kings and queens, show them how you hold your crown. So I replied to that guy and I said, I've never heard of Asian people being called kings and queens in in any kind of mainstream TV thing before. Mm, yeah. So i'd say that that's not typical
0: typical in that yeah
1: um and i I think he responded the next day and was like yeah you're right i watched it again you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so you mean you paid attention this time that's the
0: other thing as well we can't look at our own content and write it off on face value yeah like if and i was having this conversation with um sukharaj singh from sick talk which was you have to pay attention to detail yeah if you want to be a part of the conversation Pay attention! Don't just don't just be a uh, a sound piece just to hear the 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 sound of your own voice. Yeah. you know what I mean. If you want to get involved in the conversation, then know you're going to be challenged. Know people are going to have an opinion on it, and make sure that you've taken the time out to be able to hold your own. Mm. And and that's really interesting. That yeah, off the cuff, someone may have um, watched it and and sort of switched off. Yeah. So they just they're seeing visual representation. As creating their own association that they've become accustomed to yeah and then blurting that feeling out oh it's typical yeah, yeah. when challenged oh yeah it's not <laughs> yeah but bruv what, what changed the <laughs> yeah, advert yeah, didn't yeah. change
1: but you do, that's you see, see a lot of that i mean i i see i wouldn't say a lot of it but i see that in in music as well like okay yeah people will say this is typical this is that they're not listening to lyrics they're not paying attention to what's being shown they're just kind of see some see like flashy editing or great lighting and think "Oh, okay this is typical mm. I mean the other line that I wanted to kind of talk about as well which was more in the response to um the interactions that I've had with certain people was um I am uh, there's a line where I say I am more than just a beard or the nation's favorite dish I thought that was really important yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. because we're, we're caricatures basically in mainstream culture and society and that's not who we are like i just wanted to have a response to that like some of some i mean some of my stuff got changed slightly i think a couple of words kind of got changed slightly um because it was a collaborative process there was a an agency involved who did something first which was scrapped and then I came on board as a creative and then obviously we created that piece that we did. But um, that we're,
0: that's not just who we are. We're not just beards and the nations. Yeah, the yeah, dish. yeah, yeah. That we have more layers to that. And, and I think that touches on a more important point, which is I kind of feel like um, there is an attitude amongst that that part of the nation, which is you're here by our grace. Yeah. So so you're here because we've allowed you to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're
0: he- we we accept you because there are things about your culture that we like. That we
1: like, yeah, and you're here.
0: But this notion, unfortunately, has been um, standing into our psyche. Because that's something to then think about on a deeper level, which is what led us to a place where now we look at our own content and immediately associate, sorry, we immediately create a disassociation. Mm. Oh, that's typical. Oh, that's freshy. Oh, that's so dissy or that's so pindu what's with the self-hate? What is with this um, constant disassociation? That says a lot about the culture that's been imposed upon
1: us of who we think we are. It's it's wanting acceptance. And that's what, I mean, I I, I kind of struggle. Validation
0: from people who will never ever, brother, accept us as one of their own. Yeah, yeah. And and for me, I came to terms with that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I just kind of, I, I came to this weird revelation where it was like, That's just the way of the world, bro. We have always, historically, wherever you are, look at any any annal of history, we have always reacted awkwardly to that which is different. Mm. That's where most wars stem from. Most battles stem from. A difference of ideologies, a difference of skin color, a difference of philosophies. That is the way the world exists. And to live in this false fantasy of, why can't we all just get along? That would be nice. And I'm sure everyone would like that in an ideal situation but you can't shy away from the reality that has existed pretty much since the dawn of the caveman. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's We are different and as a result we treat people differently. That doesn't mean it's the right thing to do or we should do it but to, to act like it doesn't exist of course, it exists, and and if if they feel that way, why are you trying so hard? What yeah, is yeah. This appeasement? What what will that give us as a yeah, community? Yeah.
1: That's I mean, bef- before I took that project on, I remember talking to you on the phone about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We had a conversation because I was conflicted. I didn't want to be, and I don't like. I can't remember how the piece goes now, but I didn't want it to be appeasement mm. you're I didn't, not a token rapper bro yeah and I, d- I didn't want it to be like oh look at us we're mm. just you know we're normal people as well yeah, yeah you know yeah. we're you know look at us we're you know i didn't want it to be like that um because i don't i don't like literally i, I give no shits whatsoever yeah, yeah if you like us or you don't yeah. like and
0: it's legitimately not our viewpoint of the world yeah so in fact it's a conflict of our identity if you ask me or as you were asked to do so but it's like yeah but I'm not about that life yeah yeah and you're trying to put me in this very thing that is causing yourself hate yeah, and is yeah. causing this um dissension amongst the community yeah, because yeah. I was the same bro I put my hands up before you know I I awoke let's say I I grew up under the same um concepts of our culture there are th- the terms of being a pindu or desi um a freshie and all these term and all this terminology and and maybe it's an age thing but for me it's like i don't want nothing to do with those words anymore because where have we created this this negative concept of self mm. these are all parts of our culture and-, and and for whatever reason they exist we have to be able to look at them and address them and understand them mm. and and find out the root cause because there may be a deeper inherent issue at hand here that has caused this um archetype of behavior. Yeah, yeah. But but to just write it off as 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 a derogatory term, it's easy that's easy to do. To shut it off and be like, oh, you're such a pindu, bruv. But why is that a bad thing? I am from the pend. Yeah, my ancestry yeah, yeah. is from a pinned. Yeah, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like like see yeah, I am they see. That's that's my ancestry. That's my heritage. Why is that a problem? Yeah. That for me is a wider stemming issue of where culturally the things that have strengthened in our community in terms of what has taken the the popular the populists the, the the popular vote you know get pissed uh party hard like these these Buffooneries of our culture yep. Have taken precedent And as a result We think that's all we are Yeah No You just ain't You ain't taking the time And research to look at Everything else That exists around us Like for but example think,
1: do, 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 We need to be reminded Of that as well yeah, Don't you think Yeah yeah Like it's it's If if all you're shown Is that Is who you are That's the thing That's the deepness of it bro. Yeah That is all we've been shown Exactly And then and it and it's, it has a great effect. Yes, you don't yes. realize it, uh,
0: brother. I didn't know the difference until two two points in my life. One, I understood Siki. I may have been a sick all my life, but it wasn't until I understood Siki that I started to look at the world differently. And then two was when I started reading about colonization. It was those two main points in my life that actually forced me to stop and reevaluate my entire understanding of the world around me. Because mm. those for me were the two most significant moments where. Everything I thought I understood a certain way mm. was challenged, and then I had to deconstruct my entire sense of self and what I thought were thought was life, and then start rebuilding that. And I'm still figuring that out now. But that
1: really, I think, made I think, a difference. I think everyone who's kind of looked at colonization anyway is still <laughs> trying to figure you, it out, brother. because you realise? It's so it's so deep. Yeah, but how do you find it being knowing that? And I'm assuming we're similar, surrounded about, by people who are not about that yeah, life. Who, 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 who <laughs> you know, who are worried about these foreigners coming yeah, to yeah, England.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, it's, it's an.
1: These East Euro- Eastern Europeans yeah, who are coming yeah, to England. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, a, it's really difficult to navigate that because I can't force you, just as you can't force me, to sit down and read Wretched of the Earth mm-hmm. or read Orientalism. And this is, again, this, this is maybe as reflective of where, where we're moving as a society or culture. But to study realness or to study, to study discomfort, to study things that will make you reflect and force, force you to reevaluate your reality of what you thought was the way to behave or what you thought was important in terms of success in life. I don't think a lot of people are are ready to take that pill Mm. and see the matrix for the ones and zeros that is because then then I think then you're faced with a uglier truth, which is this isn't real. I now know. Yeah, that reality. I now know this. Do I continue to ignore it and pretend that it doesn't exist or do I face it? Yeah. And I don't and and I can't speak on anyone else's behalf, but I don't think either of those are an easy choice. No. Because you've got to live with yourself if you choose to ignore it and you know it exists. And that comes with its own set of uh, emotional challenges. Mm. But then to accept it and face it as a reality, that comes with its own set of challenges because then every day, like, you know what's wicked? Like um, the Boondocks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, um, Amazing show.
0: What, what's it? Is it Huey?
1: Huey and Riley.
0: Yeah. Um, Huey's the older one, right? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think Huey's,
0: the, Huey's the one who's always like, yeah, yeah, Huey the is the old one. one yeah, right?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah he's named after um yeah yeah Yeah,
0: so his his struggle and 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 how people perceive him as oh bruv change change the tone in it like change your note it's always about the same stuff
1: he's that guy he's
0: that guy but you end up becoming that guy because
1: you do you do i've seen it in my own life yeah you do
0: (laughs) but it's because to everyone else it may sound like you know change the story but that's because this is the only story I can now understand. Mm. And every other story, I've seen it to be a lie. And and for you, it might sound like the same thing. But if I'm the only one in my circle, and I'm grateful and blessed to say my circle actually has a good mix of people who who are, who are about this life. Mm. But if you're if, like in your situation, if you're the only one in your circle who sees it, how can you not speak on it? Yeah, Because there's no one else to speak about yeah, it with. Yeah, so you, exactly. have, you have to hold the flag because you've awoken to this concept now you can't rest on it because mm. th- that's the two options right mm. you either you either continue knowing it exists but you choose to ignore it or you challenge it and if you challenge it that means no matter what conversation you find yourself in your brain is automatically thinking in that direction yeah yeah and and before you know it like you're already thinking in your head I'm about to give myself stress because I'm going to say something. <laughs>
1: exactly. I know they're not going to like yeah, it, but yeah. if I don't say it, then I'm lying to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you find yourself sometimes in the middle as well, like I do. Like you're not you're not all the way like extremely deep in it like some people and you're not all the way over here where the people are like lost in this fantasy of what they think reality is. So I I mean for me I'm still trying to figure like like I've said to you I'm still trying to figure it out. Same here. Like for Same me I, for me I think it's just as long as I've got some sort of knowledge and I and I like I know right okay this is what's being done. Like I can kind of navigate where I'm not I'm not making things worse basically.
0: Right. Yeah. And that, that's imp- even even that brother, even that level of contribution knowing that you're not you're not contributing to the destruction of it. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not contributing to the to the further. Um, is there, I think degradation is the right word, yeah, but yeah. the sort of you know the the breakdown of the culture. Yeah, or, or the or the worsening of this creating this stereotypical view. Yeah. like one thing I'm seeing, which actually fills me with a lot of hope and and excites me, um, is seeing the culture, the sort of the dance aspect, the competitive dance aspect, um, I'm seeing that really sort of um, take a growth and spurt again. Mm. Now, I'm not about that life personally, but I understand it to be a part of my culture and I appreciate it as a part of my culture. Mm. And and for me, what what would really top it off for me is like if these kids not only... Are dancing to it, but they understand the lyrics because mm. then, then you're then you're immersing yourself in yeah, the experience, yeah. and then actually they'll be showing me up because they'll have a deeper understanding of these words of, of it, the it, environment they're in, and yeah. I, I find that beautiful because that's exciting for me.
1: And it and it and it starts like you you just need an entry point in there. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Like, it's a small little thing like that. Like, okay, I want to learn how to play the doll, or I want to, like, learn how to, you know, have a, you know, be in a Bhangra dance competition or something or join a Bhangra group. But it starts there. I think sometimes people are so um, against anything which doesn't further their own point of view that everything else becomes just... Or why are they doing that for? Why, yeah,
0: why are you doing uh, this for? And I, look, I sit there too, bro. Yeah. It, it, I, it, I'm like, a, it's, it's like a swing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a pendulum. Yeah. That sometimes I sit in that place as well. And I look at it and say, what is this Gandhapana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? And it's like, and when 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 I'm in that place, then it's really difficult because you do become tunnel vision. Yeah. Because it's like, why does this exist? yeah, yeah. Why yeah. can't it just not exist? But then again is pulling myself back and, and again that pendulum swings that way you appreciate that this is all part of it. Yeah. As idealistic as it would be for it to be just one way, life has never worked that way and to think it can is 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 wishful thinking.
1: I always used to feel that way about music a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. I used to feel like why is this like these stupid songs? You know, there's so many songs that aren't about anything, all this party music, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff.
0: Why can't everyone be real? Yeah. (laughs) Why can't can't they play these kind of songs on the radio? Why is no one, you know, why is this song
1: not number one? All this kind of stuff. And then I just got to a point where I was like, like let people have what they want man like why what why impose my own feelings about these things and i think i just kind of chilled out a bit more i was like like it's that same time equally like quality lyric like you can't be everything to everyone at the same time like that's not more that's not for me Mm. like steps Mm. that's not for you bro that's for kids, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's for yeah. kids
1: and these people who just want to have a um, dance on a Friday I night. know how
0: many of the listeners will even remember <laughs> steps, bro. You're, I mean, taking it, you're taking it back, there. Do you know bro. what I mean? Like or yeah. S
1: Club Seven or all this kind oh, of stuff. Shoot. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's that's not for you, bro. Like you've got stuff that's for you. Be happy that there's stuff for you. Be happy that you can create stuff. Be happy. You know, there's a lot of things to be grateful for, and stuff that's not for you. Just let it be. It's for someone else. It's for someone else. Yeah. It's for their own enjoyment. It's for their own whatever they need it for.
0: I think for me the the fine line that I'm constantly navigating because I haven't I can't say I've defined it yet fully mm. is is knowing when you need to step to the plate to make your voice heard and maybe re-educate or um present your perspective on this so people can understand that there is a side to this uh, there is a different side to the story. Mm. And and for me I, I find that to be anything that I see that I feel is a detriment to the culture or, it, or, is, or is coming and only shedding a negative light that takes away from our rich identity, our rich history, our rich um, heritage, then it's like, okay, that I need to say something about. Yeah. That I need to either create an Insta story about or a Snap story about or, or talk about in a podcast because mm. if it, it's like weeds. Sure, they're harmless. Yeah, sure, they yeah. can just be pulled out. But if they overgrow, it's not so easy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where these certain things we need to have stop markers because it's like someone's got to do it, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Like someone's got to be the bad guy.
1: But you know what it is when you do do it. Like from for me, it feels like for me for me it feels <laughs> <laughs> going to stay in your head. Now for me, it feels like you come from a place of two things: one, wisdom, and from love.
0: Yeah, bro, big time on the love wisdom. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that <laughs> one out. But it, it's from the heart, bro. It's because I care. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of people will will not come from a place of love. And I mean, if any, if anyone's getting um, criticised, whoever it is, like people, first thing is, I think people forget that anyone who's popular or an artist, a comedian, or whoever it is, popular, has a big, big audience, they're just normal people. Mm. Like, they haven't got all the answers. They don't know everything. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to say stupid things. They're going to mess up. Um, That's one. Two is, if someone's criticizing you and coming for you, no matter, even if you're in the wrong, you're going to be automatically defensive or you're going to be on the offensive back. If someone's coming to you from a place of love and speaking to you and trying to explain to you something you'll be more you know you will reciprocate that energy Mm, and i feel like i feel like you come from that place when you do have these moments but i think that that needs to be done more so especially when it's someone in our community or someone who we feel has a kind of voice or something and influence especially they need to be we need like we haven't got elders bro like who are the elders that's
0: that's a that's a deep point yeah and it's because it's
1: it's because there's no one who's done it already like everyone who's doing things and that are successful in any field uh which is you know um, like youtube people or um you know singers or whoever it is there's there's not other than like like bhangra singers who like you know there's there's a legacy of those. Everyone else, true, yeah. everyone else is just—they're trying to figure it we're, out. We're
0: navigating this for the first time. Yeah, yeah these are these are unfamiliar waters. So they they're gonna—they're
1: like gonna be the elders at one point, so they can look back and say, "Look, guys, don't do this." Or you know, I remember when I was your age, I was doing this, blah blah blah. Like I would say that to certain artists as well. If, if an artist came to me with asking for some feedback or asking for something, called you know saying look i've got this song i say this lyric in it or do you think this will work obviously first express your creativity in any way you can if i feel like it's going to be detrimental or there's a problem with it i will tell you the rest is up to you but as someone who's been doing this for a long time i will try and be that positive influence or or come from a place of love and give you that feedback if it's asked for
0: yeah and uh, you know what it's that's a really important point you bring up because I think it's something that i've certainly uh battled with for a long time and and this past year has really sort of been a, a growing process for me in um in coming to terms with some of my responsibilities as an individual but also as a representative for this identity mm. and this path and and it's a it's a it's a heavy weight there's one quote that i've sort of it's become a bit of a mantra for me and not in a detrimental way but in a way that reminds me of of responsibility which is heavy is the head that wears the crown Mm. and that's such a like it's for me that's such a poignant saying Mm. yeah and 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 both figuratively both literally you know because of the the star but it's real man like when when you are trying to take on the world or create positive change, or or give something that you know is bigger than yourself, it comes with all the emotional attachments that go with that. Love, hate, anger, happiness, joy, fear, sorrow, the whole spectrum, because mm. it's never going to be this one way. And, and what I might see as idealistic right now, I might look back on in, in six months or 12 months and be like, man, I had it so wrong. Yeah. But based on the information I had at that time, I thought it was the right way. Yeah. And then at the other on the other end of the spectrum, we're a little old school and, and we we come from the sort of era of um chat shit, get banged. <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> so it's it's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance because it's it's when I say when I make Wait, that so, when I make that saying, I say that in a I say that in a funny way because it's like I'm saying I come from a generation where you got shit bruv. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, were real. Yeah. And they weren't like soft ones. They weren't no, like local we'll child services. <laughs> nah. That was they'll show you pitchle janam, bruv. <laughs> those kind of chaperas. But it played a role. <laughs> it yeah, served yeah. a purpose. Let me be clear. I'm not saying violence is the answer. But I'm saying it is a tool that has been used <laughs> on many occasions throughout history and it has had results. But this, this this understanding of wanting to approach from a place of love, first and foremost, 100% agree. For me, my whole understanding of Sikhi is it's the greatest love story ever told. Guru Granth Sahib Ji, for me, is the greatest love story ever told. If you want to understand what unconditional love looks like, just read Guru Granth Sahib Ji. Now, trying to emulate that.
1: That's uh, the thing. As, we're humans. As, as, as
0: a mere mortal. Yeah, yeah? exactly. But, but then I look at it like this. They 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 laid the foundation, bro. They they laid the blueprint mm. by giving us the Gurbani, They laid the the blueprint of what it means to approach life from a place of love. It wasn't. It, this, there's no mysticism to this for me. Mm. It's it's a like you know you go into a W.H. Smith and you have got that dummy's guide for computers. Yeah. dummy's guide for Mac. That's a dummy's guide for navigating life. Mm. You know that's what Guru Granth Sahib Ji is. It gives you a pathway to view things and and that that primary place of love is the key it's the answer it's the major key as Sada Boy DJ Khaled says yeah <laughs> major. it's the major but but we're human and, 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 and we're open to the fact that sometimes i get vexed mm. or i see things and the immediate gut reaction is like where's the block button yeah. where's the where's the why did i see this yeah, why did yeah. this have to come into my sphere of existence yeah but that's life isn't it that that's, that's that, the I mean, that's, I mean, that's the whole spectrum but of the it.
1: fact that you can identify a lot of people can't bro like they can't identify like once you once you get to a certain level you can identify right i'm feeling this way about this do you know what i mean like it might be a gut reaction or whatever but and the fact that you can look back and be like okay you know i did do that or i felt that type of way or whatever whatever some people can't they just they're just out here like one minute hating (laughs) something one minute loving Uh, something uh, like
0: and i think that's it comes back to that point place where you mentioned earlier which is um when you're discovering yourself, a lot of things can be quite reactionary because you, you you don't know where you stand on it Yeah. because you, you don't know what you're about. Yeah. And the moment you get a better understanding of what you stand for or what makes you who you are, then you're able to approach those situations from a place of like, okay, what does that mean to me? And what does that mean to that situation? Because yeah. it's not just about me. If you're going through some stuff. It's not about well, how does that affect me? It's like, okay, what does that mean for you in your environment? Yeah. How does that how does that affect you? And have I got a reference where I can offer some support or offer some uh, guidance in that area? Mm. And that detachment, I think that is really important as well. Not making, you know, like you, like, you hear it in like, not everything's about you, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. And, and, and to be able to detach yourself from that, that listen, it's not always about you. Even if even if the argument is at you. Mm. Everyone's got things going on Yeah Everyone's got sh- Everyone's got shit Yeah You know like We've all got our, our things That we're dealing with Yeah We've all got our challenges And, and That understanding Of being like Okay I reached out to so and so Maybe they didn't get back to me Because they got stuff going on mm. Maybe it's not to do with the fact that I messaged them. Maybe they got stuff that they're figuring out. Mm. It's not always about like, yeah, yeah. oh, I, what did I do, brother? Yeah, Be yeah, like yeah. that. Then, then it switches. Like you get defensive. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Why are you arguing with yourself?
1: I, I made this. I made this effort. I, re, you know, I did this. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But yeah, but it, people have their own stuff going on, man. Like everyone does. And I have a really funny story um, that I'll tell you, about. <laughs> it's one of the most embarrassing gigs that I've ever done. Like when I first started. Um, so when I first we had a little bit of success in 2011, and I was kind of managing myself to a certain extent, um, I had a sh- show at this school. <laughs> it was one of the worst gigs I've ever done. So um, basically, I think these like year 11s, these couple of these like year 11 girls, they booked me for this um, school show. And it was like an after-school evening kind of school show, and uh, it was just a shambles, like proper, proper shambles. And um, I got there. I went. I got went onto the stage, and um, when they introduced me on the stage, one of the girls was like, "Oh, you lot are stupid! You didn't think we were going to get him, but he's here and oh, he's performing." No. I was like, "Yo, wow. <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs> and then, and then they were like, um, "Oh, we want to be on the stage with you when you're performing." And I was like, "Nah, like, <laughs> I'll just do my performance. Like, I don't need, I don't need a bunch of like fifteen, sixteen year olds on the stage with me performing." The squad, didn't it? They say nah. getting squaddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was like all, it was really, really awkward kind of show, and um, afterwards. Um, it was so badly organised. I don't know what the teachers were doing. Like, teachers, like, organise, do something, in it. Yeah, like, yeah. take me to some next area. So basically, they were like, I'll come to this other, like, area and come and sit for a bit, like, after the performance. Obviously, I had, there was no security enough with a bunch of kids, like, whatever, whatever. So one of the teachers took me to this, like, area and um, they just kind of left me there. And then I was with someone <laughs> and he kind of went to the toilet and then I was just there. Like, imagine, like, I'm just there. I'm already kind of a bit awkward anyway. Like, and I'm I'm surrounded by all these people. And, like, I don't really know what to do, what yeah, to say. Yeah. Like, and the, everyone's like, oh, can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah, take a picture. Loads of people are taking pictures, taking pictures. And they got their own thing going on as kids. Oh, you lot didn't think we would do it. Da, 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 da. They got their own, like, whatever school politics going on. Yeah, And, um... I was like, "Yo, this is nuts! Like, I need to get out of here. Like, this is I can't handle this. Like, it was sensory overload yeah, to like yeah. a billion. So my guy comes back. I'm like, "Bro, let's get out of here." So he's like, "Okay, cool, bro." He goes, "Cool, we'll get out of here." So I was like, "Bro, I, I, like, let me. Ju- I just need to get out of here. Like, I, I think I don't know if I was having a panic attack or what, but I just needed <laughs> to get out of yeah. there. So we, we, we're 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 literally going and." I'm not looking at anyone. Like I'm literally, my eyes are just like focused on the, like straight ahead. I just need to get out of here. This is too much for me. So, um, we just literally like tunnel vision, like he just kind of grabbed me and he was like, let's go. He's like, let's go. Yeah, He's just, he's not pushing people out of the way, but he's just like, let's go. Yeah. We get out of there. Then, um, uh, two things one person was on Twitter the, the day after that they were like oh you're so rude uh, you didn't take pictures with people blah 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 like, I was like what do you want me to like what do you want me to? Do? Like, you have no idea that <laughs> what was going on yeah. like you know I can't, I can't you know what do you want me to do like yeah. chop off my arm like and then there was one guy who messaged me and he goes bro you were leaving and I looked right at you and I asked you to take a picture with me and you just ignored me
2: <laughs>
1: and I was like I don't remember this guy. I didn't hear anything. I like literally my mind was just on getting out of there. And, um, that's one of those, like, it just reminds me of that. Like, like, he had no idea what I was trying to deal with yeah, yeah. and I don't know like what, but it, it wasn't about him
0: exactly exactly That's and it wasn't <laughs> about me like you know <laughs> he's having a like yeah, moment yeah. And then he was like, like he was like bro you ignored we me we looked at each yeah, other yeah. you know he goes that, <laughs> the bond was
1: made brother you you, lo- you acknowledged me exactly he goes, goes you just walked off he goes you looked at me and you didn't like you igno- like you ignored me when I asked you for a picture and I'm like don't, Bro, I didn't hear you ask. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear anyone. My mind was on, I need to get the hell out of here. This is the worst organized show that I've ever been to. And I didn't even get paid hardly anything to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I
0: think, you know what, brother? It's. Um, I'm fascinated to see where the journey of human interaction goes as we become more and more digital. As we become less and less in-person interaction, yeah. where you can... You know, I believe in energy. I I, I believe in, in in physiology and and emotions feed off more than just um, more than just digital, mm-hmm. right? So we can message back and forth. It's it's ones and zeros that create pixels that that create this formation. And if you happen to have a good sense of grammar, etc., you can articulate yourself in a certain way that you should be able to get your message across yeah. in a digital format. But and this comes back nicely to the idea of being in the studio with human beings who are also in the same field and that creative energy mm. how we will behave like i could have called you or we could have done a Skype podcast but that energy yeah. what we're creating now could not be created in that format no yeah. matter what you do it just couldn't happen that way yeah. and that intrigues me because what's that going to look like 10 20 years from now when there's a when there's an entire generation who perhaps know who don't know that feeling of um, social interaction, other than maybe they went to schools.
1: But do do you do you honestly think that things will progress to a point where it would be? Because because I kind of there's certain little things that are happening. Like people talk about, oh, streaming's the future. Streaming's this. Streaming's mm-hmm. that. And vinyls have had the m- biggest sales year in the past year than they have for like 20 or 30 years Mm. so even though there's like this major shift in things happening there's kind of like a return back to how things used to be to a certain point as well
0: But what would be interesting so i don't know the details would be who were the people when you say things are shifting back yeah what people were shifting back is it us law which is our generation because mm. yeah we're gonna yeah because we're in this um we're in this middle ground of we've got a nostalgic attachment yeah um and sometimes but, but, modern stuff just feels a bit too like you know yeah yeah you that's wanna true take it back that's true but, but but the next generation i'm intrigued to see whether
1: the ones who grew up with grew up this. with that
0: like like i don't know i grew up with an abacus but the kid who grew up with an ipad their connection generally is going to be different, or or in another. Well, VR's come along a long way now already. Mm. But if if you're living like there's these like games, Second Life or Half Life, something like that, where you you live another like Sims. Imagine the virtual reality world of Sims, mm. where you spend more and more time interacting, but in a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Will you understand? Will you learn the intricacies of 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 Being able to look at someone's face and you get that energy of you know what something's up with them.
1: I think I like I don't know. I suppose it's the optimist in me. I always feel like there's that innate nature of us to have that anyway, like to have that interaction. We are social
0: creatures, hundred percent. But.
1: There's, there's gonna be that but we're there's also
0: we're also convenient creatures we are, we are you know what I mean convenience I, is, is I, a big deal but
1: I always think like it's like the end of Wally, like <laughs> Bruh, do you know what
0: I mean? <laughs> while we're having this conversation that movie is what is giving me yeah. this, this, this idea
1: it's gonna be like the end of Wally, bro like it might get like we're all fat riding <laughs> these big Chairs and He's that, of, yeah. And then one day, some robots just going to come with a plant, and we're just going to be like, "Yo, we need to plant some <laughs> seeds." <laughs> I hope so. Bro.
0: I, I hope. I hope. But that is the vision for. But the I do. I, I
1: do feel there is that kind of push towards all this kind of, you know, AI and virtual realities, all this kind of stuff, which is constantly. There's 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 a constant need to to push things further and further yeah. and further. I think
0: those people who can find the differentiation between understanding that these are tools mm. versus these are necessities are the ones we're going to win if you can differentiate between okay i have a phone it serves specific purposes for me yeah but i can live without it
1: yeah yeah it's a, yeah definitely it's a tool but like it, if you use the phone don't let the phone
0: yeah yeah use you don't let it become uh you become subservient to
1: technology but that's and, the and same if, thing with the mind as well yeah yeah yeah. like your your your, your thoughts are your mind is just, a. Uh, your brain is a tool. Hmm. Your mind is a tool. It should be subservient to you. You shouldn't let that take, your thoughts shouldn't now, be taken away. you deep,
0: it. bro. Because when you say so, subservient to you, are you saying subservient to the conscious? Yeah.
2: Uh, we're, you we're, we're taking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we should leave it uh, yeah. <laughs> here. as a cliffhanger.
0: Because when you, when you say you, what is you? Because you're right. We battle with our internal well, thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's the, another one. Yeah, the ego, the conscious, the the different parts of you. What is it? The id. Like we can go real psychology <laughs> to the id and the other thing. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, and that's the ultimate tool. The the convert. And I talk about this actually. I've talked about it a few times that the most important conversation we have in our days, the one we have with ourselves, because the mind is that amazing. That's the you know the brain, brother. It's so adaptive. It's phenomenal. What the brain can do to survive in terms of create survival mechanisms to keep us uh, um, sane and functional, yeah. yeah, and and it's so adaptive in a way that we can create our own hells or we can create our own paradises mm. up here. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. can start up here. Yeah, and 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 absolutely, there are external factors that can influence that. Specifically, chemical factors, not just drugs, but what you eat whether you whether you exercise all these play a huge role in in how the chemical reactions work but the fact is the one thing we definitely can control before it's too late is the words we say to ourselves or the mm. conversations and then this comes back to that point of as a culture the the cultural um uh, words or slangs or or derogatory terms we associate to ourselves mm. they impact generations yeah they impact future psyches because if that's what you've been brought up to understand through language, yeah, that's how you will then behave yeah. moving forward because that's your understanding of the world around you.
1: Mm. A hundred, bro, 100% I agree with you. I think it's important for us to be positive about who we are, what our culture is, what our backgrounds are and not feel like it's something that we need to be ashamed of or well there needs to be balance i think that's the biggest thing yeah the balance like we have voices that are you know parodies of our culture we have voices that are outside of our culture and telling us who we are where's the positive voices where's the positive representations where's the the other side of that basically and
0: and and,
1: and we're in charge though the, yes the autonomy yeah
0: the, the goal for me is the autonomy of having our voice back yeah
1: and in this in this day and age we have the opportunity to, yeah. to do and that create
0: that we have to create
1: that exactly and i think that's important for us to show that as well just as a reaction to all this other crap that's out there there needs to be that because people are people need to be shown that like especially and we've talked about this before but yeah. it's our responsibility like when you when you when you get to a certain age, you start looking back and thinking, I'm not like we're like old buddy and that, but still, like, you still feel like you mature, bro. You, yeah. You
0: start as you grow. And it's not, I think, let's not associate age to being old. Mm. It's that the fact is, as you grow, as you age, mm. You develop and yeah. therefore your, your world views will mature, evolve, change over time. Definitely. Th- that's, that's the way it is. Definitely. That's like the seasons, bro, you know, nothing stays the same. Everything is a, is a change of energy.
1: Of course. And like we were saying before, there's no elders, but I feel like, okay, there's no elders. So we're the elders. We'll be the elders. Let are step to the plate. Yeah, yeah. That's our responsibility now.
0: Handshake, bruv. <laughs> Handshake. It's on camera. <laughs> we about this, man. Yeah. Well, listen, brother. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure of course, to have you in the studio. Likewise, when are we doing this again? This, this, this needs this needs to happen more often. Yeah,
1: yeah, we will. We uh, we covered quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I <laughs> Let's know. live a little bit and get back to the next one. We next will make time. it
0: happen, man. So, what's next for you? Where can people find out what you're up to?
1: Just follow me, man. If you're watching this, you're probably following me already. <laughs> but yeah, it's all online. Just search for Axstar.
0: Perfect. Brother, much love and respect, cool. and I will see you very soon. Thank you.